Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred word for the Bible, and each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, October the 26th, 2023. And um, yeah, it's our Friday. Thursday's our Friday. Feels like it. And uh, we are in right in the middle of the book of Hebrews. We are in Hebrews chapter 7 today. And um, thank you so much for being a part of it. We're just kind of walking through. No agenda other than just to read the Word and see what uh, what the Lord says in His Word to us today. So welcome. Hope you guys are uh, having a good week. This final week of October, final weekend of October. Um, got a couple of days next week. Temperature's supposed to change here a little bit next week. I saw the forecast and like high in the 70s. So we're about to flip the switch to the beautiful time of year. So it's nice now, honestly, but even nicer. All right, you guys, let's dive in. You know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. Let's do it. Great to have you guys on. All right. I'm going to talk a little bit more about Melchizedek, it looks like. This Melchizedek was king of Salem and high priest of God Most High. He met Abraham returning from the defeat of the kings and blessed him. And Abraham gave him a tenth of everything. First, the name Melchizedek means king of righteousness. Uh, you remember in the previous chapters, Jesus was likened, uh, was of the order of Melchizedek, a, 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 uh, a priest in the order of Melchizedek. Then also, king of Salem means king of peace. Hmm, interesting. So his name means king of righteousness, but he's from Salem, which is this, which it means peace. Interesting, right? So you got this, the all these these very powerful biblical themes: righteousness, uh, kingship, and shalom, peace. King of peace. Verse three: without father or mother, without genealogy, without beginning of days or end of life, resembling the Son of God, he remains a priest forever. So Melchizedek is this very interesting mysterious character who appears on the pages of scripture and um uh, uh, seemingly out of nowhere and abraham um gives him a tenth basically respects him shows him he's not worshiping king uh the king king melchizedek in the story but he recognizes him as a royal and holy person a holy figure representing God. Uh, 
Just think how great he was. Even the patriarch, Abraham, gave him a tenth of the plunder. Hmm. Yeah. So Abraham, who obviously is like the, uh, the father of uh, our faith, he pays homage to Melchizedek by giving him a, a tenth of the plunder. So, wow, he must have been a significant figure, a, a, almost a Christ figure, right? Um, because it does say, uh, verse 3, resembling the Son of God. Now, does that mean, like... Uh, uh, you'd have to do a little word search there, a little word study about what that word resembling means. Does that mean he, it was almost as if he was the son of God? Um, does it mean like physical, like literal, like um, commonalities? Um, yeah. It stops short of saying he was the son of God, but it, it gets real close. <laughs> it gets real close. Um, verse 5, now the, now the law requires the descendants of Levi who become priests to collect a tenth from the people, that is, from their fellow Israelites, even though they are also descended from Abraham. So the tithe, right? The tithe is... Uh, the Levites were the chosen, uh, they, were the, they were the priestly line of the Israelites, of the 12 tribes of Israel, that the Levites were uh, the, the tribe of priests. And it was their responsibility to collect a tenth from the people, to collect the tithes. Um, they're just like everybody else. They're they were a tribe of Israel. There's nothing particularly special about them other than that's their, their assignment. Um, their assignment is to collect a tenth. Kind of like pastors, right? <laughs> Nothing special about pastors. They're just there to remind people to give a tenth to the Lord. They don't actually get a tenth, but they remind people to give it to the Lord, to give a tenth, a tithe. It's like, why are they always asking for money? Well, that's just what they're supposed to do. They, they're supposed to remind people to give it to Jesus. It's not like they anything special. It's just what they're called to do. Just like the Levites were called to remind the you know, the children of Israel to give their tithe to the Lord. <laughs> uh, now, I will agree. There are some pastors, they seem to really like that part. <laughs> and they seem to be on TV. <laughs> but not all of them that like to do it on TV. But most pastors don't. I mean, post pastors is just what we, one of the things that we're called to do. One of the things that we are reminded, reminding people to do. And the and the thing is, just reminding people of the blessing that's associated with that, um, with the tithe. It's a blessing. So anyway, Levi, who was from the priest, uh, who became who bec who become now the law requires that descendants of Levi who become priests to collect a tenth from the people. That is from their fellow Israelites, even though they are also descended from Abraham. This man, however, did not trace his descent from Levi, yet he collected a tenth from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. Oh, wow. 
Welcome, everybody. So glad to see you guys on this morning. Yeah, so the writer is building the case that Melchizedek, in a sense, is, is superior to even the, the, Levitic, the Levitical priesthood. Because while the Levites was the Levite was the Levite family was just one among the 12 tribes of Israel, descended from Abraham, just like everyone else, um, and descended from Abraham. And so remember in Hebrew thought, older is always superior to younger. Um, it's just the way it is. And the older I get, I, I think I like that. <laughs> right? I mean, I'll be real. The older I get, I, I'm I, I kind of I'm a fan of it. I'll be honest with you. When I was younger, I didn't like it. I didn't like that too much. But now I see the wisdom in that. So how many of you with me? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Makes sense. But anyway, uh, so the fact that Abraham was older, obviously, than his descendants, he's superior. He's greater. Um, so, so now we see that, um, the Hebrew writers are showing that Jesus is in the order of Melchizedek. Yeah. Thank you, Pastor Tim. Um, so he's saying this man, however, did not trace his descent from Levi Yet he collected a tenth from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. So Abraham, before there were the 12 tribes of Israel, they didn't even exist yet, Abraham is giving an offering to Melchizedek, who's like a different order of priests. He's not from Levi because he preceded uh, Levi. And again, chronology is superiority. If you're before, you're better. You're, you're superior. You're, you're, you're the earlier prophets are, are superior to the later prophets. Um, and without a doubt, the lesser is blessed by the greater. Hmm. Wow. He collected a tenth from Abraham and blessed him who had the promises. And without a doubt, the lesser is blessed by the great. That's how it works, right? The lesser is blessed by the, the a great. Someone who is greater is not blessed by someone who's lesser, right? It's Again, it's this order of uh, superiority. Who's greater than who? So since, since Melchizedek is the one doing the blessing, he is greater. He's greater than the lesser. So the Hebrew writers is, is stating an obvious point in the way they understand the world. And without a doubt, the lesser is blessed by the greater. In the one case, the tenth is collected by people who die, but in the other case, by him who is declared to be living. Melchizedek. One might even say that Levi, who collects the tenth, paid the tenth through Abraham. Hmm. So catch this. So what he's saying is, in a sense, since the Levites are descendants of Abraham, and so Abraham is a representative of all that would come after, which includes the whole Levitical priesthood, when Abraham gives his offering to Melchizedek, it's as if the, all of the Levites are also paying homage to Melchizedek, to this priest. 
because Abraham is their source. He's building the case that Melchizedek is higher. He's superior to the Levitical priesthood. Verse 9, I'll, see, I'll read that again. So one might even say that Levi, who collects the tenth, paid the tenth through Abraham because when Melchizedek made Abraham, Levi was still in the body of his ancestor. He's in his DNA. He's in his body. He was of the, the, the Levites were of the seed of Abraham. So when Abraham pays, it was almost as if the Levites were also giving their tithe through Melchizedek, this different order of priests that is superior to the Levitical priesthood. Verse 11, if perfection could have been attained through the Levitical priesthood, and indeed the law given to the people established, uh, established that priesthood, why was there still need for another priest to come? One in the order of Melchizedek, not in the order of Aaron. So Jesus was not a, Le a Levite, right? Jesus was of the tribe of Judah. So the question becomes, how can Jesus be our priest if he's not from the line of the Levites? Well, he's actually from a, a greater line, <laughs> this line of Melchizedek. Um. For when the verse 12, for when the priesthood is changed, the law must be changed also. Welcome, everybody. Great to see you guys on this morning. Good morning, Molly. Good morning, Trish. Great to see you guys. Um, but when the priesthood is changed, the law must be also must be changed. He he of whom these things are said belongs to a different tribe. And no one from that tribe has ever served at the altar. So uh, Jesus is from another tribe, but he is our high priest. He changed the game. And no one from the tribe of Judah has ever, ser had ser ever served at the altar. No, that was, that was reserved for the Levites. Verse 14, for it is clear that our Lord descended from Judah. And in regard to that tribe, Moses said nothing about priests. So um, the Hebrews writer is making a very distinct point about how Jesus can be a high priest on our behalf um, without him coming from the line of the Levites. He is from the order of Melchizedek, this, this mysterious priest in the Old Testament that Abraham himself uh, gave an offering to after a, vict after a victory a tenth of the plunder. And, and he's saying Jesus is from that greater order of priests. Verse 15, and what we have said is even more clear if another priest like Melchizedek appears, one who has become a priest not on the basis of a regulation as to his ancestors, but on the basis of the power of an indestructible life. Hmm. Resurrection. <laughs> hey, if you get resurrected from the dead, then you get to you get to create a new order of priests, <laughs> right? <laughs> it's based on the power of a resurrected life, based on the power of an indestructible life. That's what Jesus was. His life was indestructible. The resurrection means, man, he conquered death. 
And if you, you know, anybody else that was raised from the dead, you can start your order on order of priests too. <laughs> but they know it's only been one. Um, verse 17. For it is declared, you are a priest forever in the order of Melchizedek. So he's in the order of Melchizedek. Jesus is of this, this order of Melchizedek, totally different line of uh, supernatural, really, kind of priest. Uh, he's not from the Levitical priesthood. He's in the same order of the folks like Melchizedek. He's just showing there's precedent. There's precedent for this other priesthood. There's precedent for this in the Bible. <clears throat> Verse 18, the former regulation is set aside because it is weak and useless. For the law, the law made nothing perfect. And a better hope is introduced by which we draw near to God. So the old law, the old priesthood um, has been useless. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, it, it never made anything perfect. We've said this many times, right? That the law doesn't, make, doesn't perfect anyone. The law reveals the problem. That's what the function of the law was. The Old Testament law was to reveal the problem. Um, it revealed our sinfulness. It revealed our self-centeredness. It it, it, oh, it revealed um, where the brokenness lies. It didn't fix it. It was like an x-ray. It showed you the problem, but doesn't didn't fix the problem. But there's a better hope, the Hebrews writer says, that's introduced, which we draw near to God. Now we can draw near to God. It doesn't just tell us the problem. It, it's, it, it heals the relationship. It solves the problem between us and God, the break that is between us and God. Verse 20, and it was not without an oath, a promise, came with a promise. Others became priests without any oath, but he became a priest with an oath when God said to him, the Lord has swan, sworn, swan. it's early, man. <laughs> it's, I don't think swan is a word, man. I don't even know what that means. I don't even know what that, I don't know. I think I was trying to say swore on oath and it came out swan. It's horrible. English is my second language. Uh, Pig Latin is probably my first. But anyway, the Lord has sworn and will not change his mind. You are a priest forever. Mm. Yeah. And verse 22, because of his, this oath, Jesus has become the guarantor of a better covenant. All right, here we go. Here we go. Yeah, first language is Cajun. This this is this is where he's headed. I mean, the whole theme of Hebrews is what Jesus is better. He's he's great, or he's greater. He's greater than Moses. He's greater than the temple. He's greater than the um, the, the priesthood, and he's greater than the uh, old. Jesus' covenant is better than the old covenant. Verse twenty three. Now there have been many of those priests since death prevented them from continuing in office. Oh, here we go. But because Jesus lives forever, come on, man, because Jesus lives forever, he has a permanent priesthood. Mm, so again, why is Jesus' priesthood better than the Levitical priesthood? Because those brothers all died. When they're, when they, when, you know, there's a number of high priests throughout Jewish history. And they, you know, succession after succession, 
but not Jesus. Not after Jesus. Jesus is the high, he 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 does not relinquish his position because he lives forever. Praise God. He has a permanent priesthood. So Jesus' priesthood isn't temporary. This is permanent. Verse 25, therefore, he is able to save completely those who come to God. Mm. Through him, who come to God through him, because he always lives to intercede for them. Man, that's a verse worth just pondering, thinking about, living with for a while right there. Therefore, he is able to save completely. I think the King James Version said he's able to save to the uttermost. I love that. I don't know why, but I just love that. Save to the uttermost. Mm. Mm. Save completely. But I, I don't know, man. Save to the uttermost sounds even more powerful. Same thing. Same thing. But it just save to the uttermost. It's just everything. Everything. You can save it all. He can save every, every last drop of you. He's able to save completely those who come to God through him because he always lives to intercede for them. Man, praise God. You got a high priest that loves you. You got a high priest that intercedes for you and enables you to come to God completely because his sacrifice is sufficient. Praise God. Hmm. Yeah, that's one worth underlining right there, that 7 verse 25. All right, verse 26. Such a high priest truly meets our need. One who is holy, blameless, pure, set apart from sinners. Come on. Exalted above the heavens. Preach. Unlike the other high priests, he does not need to offer sacrifices day after day, first for his own sins and then for the sins of the people. He sacrificed for the, their sins once for all. Yes. When he offered himself. Man. He's the whole kit and caboodle. He's the covenant. He's the high priest. He is the sacrifice. And he makes a better covenant. He sacrificed for their sins once for all when he offered himself. For the law appoints as high priest men and all their weaknesses. But the oath which came after the law appointed the son who has been made perfect forever. Amen. Mm. Jesus is greater, man. He's greater. He is sufficient. He is the uh, priest who reigns forever and intercedes forever for us. And he's able to save us to the uttermost. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Pray, save to the uttermost. Yes. I hope you're encouraged today, my friends. I hope you we are encouraged by the reminder of how great Jesus is, that he is sufficient, that he is a he's a different kind of priest, man. <laughs> he's not a he's not of the human line of priests who bring their weaknesses and frailties and have to off, offer sacrifices for their own sins and their sins the sins of their people. No, Jesus comes on his own and only offers forgiveness and offers sacrifice for the sins of others. He doesn't have to offer it for himself. He is um, the great, greater high priest, and he has brought in a greater covenant mm. that, we, that we get to participate in, that we get to partake in. That's awesome.
All right, you guys, let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for my friends today. Thank you for the privilege that we have to read your holy word. Thank you for the greatness of Jesus. Jesus, we recognize your greatness, your, your abundance, your superiority, your, uh, your majesty. We worship you and thank you for laying down your life for us. Thank you for interceding for us always. And um, we trust you. We put our faith in you. And um, we pray that we might represent you in this world. We pray that we would be your hands and your feet, that we would speak your word, um, that we would be rooted and grounded in the truth uh, of your covenant. God, thank you for my friends. I pray you'd bless them and encourage them and strengthen them today. May they know that you love them, that you are for them, and that you are more than enough for whatever they face in this life. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Well, God bless you, my friend. Thank you so much for being on today. We'll be back at it on Monday. We'll jump back in Hebrews chapter 8 on Monday as we continue to just walk through the book of Hebrews. We'll see you then. Thank you for liking. Thank you for hitting that thumbs up button before you leave. Just go boom. Before you leave, just thumbs up. Boom. Like it. Thank you for your comments. Thank you for your feedback. Um, thank you guys for persevering and finding us over here on YouTube. Thank you for sharing it. Those of you on the podcast, thank you so much for your uh, for subscribing, for spending time on the podcast today, for leaving your comments. Really appreciate that. You guys have a great day. We'll see you next time. Bye. Thank you for joining me on today's podcast. I hope you enjoyed the show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, take a minute to subscribe or comment or share it with your friends. You can find me, Pastor Terry, and Bayside Church on all social media platforms. You can find Bayside at Bayside Church SH. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.